Hi everyone, thanks for joining me. My name's Stephen Cronin and welcome to another episode of my watercolour diary. Hope all's going well in your uh, world of painting. Not too much frustrations and you're having a bit of success with your painting. Well, it's watercolours, also could be acrylics or oils, whatever, whatever medium you're using. Just a quick note, if, if you want to ask me any questions or leave any comments, you can always do so. If you want to be part of the future show, if you go to the homepage of my podcast on Anchor, you'll see a record voice message button so you can record a message there and I'll include it on a future episode. So anything you want to ask me, fire away. But I'm going to start this episode by continuing with um, some questions from Rosa who, who, who um, asked me a whole series of questions and these are spread over about three or four uh, episodes. So this one's about um, discipline and motivation. So how do I uh, keep motivated and how do I discipline myself to keep creating? So I think this probably needs a little bit of background. Um, I used to work full time, so I was, I was doing like eight hours a day. And I used to do the painting in the evening and weekends, but finding the spare time and then uh, just became more and more difficult. Um, became a parent, which obviously anyone knows, tried to bring up kids knows that gives you even less free time. So what I did, I I thought, well, what I'll do, I'll I'll see if I can drop any hours at work. So I I got rid of all my loans um, as best I could. So I didn't owe any money, and I, I realised that I could I could drop down to about four and a half hours a day at work, and then that would free up the afternoons, and then I could do the paint in the afternoon and try and make up the money by selling paintings on eBay. So that was the plan. So in terms of motivating myself to paint, I really didn't have any choice because if I didn't do the painting, I, then I, I wasn't earning the money and I couldn't pay the bills. And really, I mean, that's that's continued up to this day. It's always been a... I've always wanted to do the painting full-time, but I've never been in a, a position financially to be able to take that chance, especially when you, you move out and you, you've got a mortgage and you need money for this that and other i suppose it's completely different if you're doing this purely as a hobby which i'd imagine you know there are i'd imagine most would be just doing painting as a hobby just here and, here and there and doing it just purely for the love of it um but obviously I, I i did do it with a view to making money as well to try and make it a full-time profession um and so i've got to the point today where it does cover i can finish work and it does it does cover what I lose by finishing work early, but like I say, I've never really been in a position where I could just take the risk and go full time. Not not with a mortgage, and all the other bills that need paying. So that's my motivation. And I can honestly say, in the, in the ten years or so since since I did drop my hours at work and started doing the painting in the afternoon, I have been disciplined enough to get home and not just you know switch the telly on or something and take it easy or just go out and just watch the birds in the garden I do get home and bang straight to it and I like to think I've you know helped helped a lot of people along the way um, it's been a it's been an interesting journey I suppose one of the beauties of because I only started recording my videos after about 12 months so I, I can see my progression it is it's interesting to watch Especially when people think you're sort of born with some sort of God-given talent and you've just got a natural knack 
I was no better than anyone when I first started. And if you look at the at my early YouTube videos, I mean, they do look a bit primitive now. But very, very simple techniques. I was just doing very, very simple landscapes. Nothing complicated. Pretty much like today, to be honest with you. I'd say the only difference with today is I really now, I, I realised after a bit, you've really got to sort of focus on, on tone, tonal values and contrast because that's really what makes a difference in, in your paintings. When I know one one's always worked really well, when you look at like a thumbnail image of your of your fo of your painting, and uh, the, the closer it looks to a photograph, the better. It means you've got your tones bang on. Or what I always do um, when I get towards the end of a painting, if I want to see if I need to make any adjustments, stand as far back as you can and look at the paint from a diff distance because you, you get a whole new perspective on it. And uh, again, it helps with your tones. You need the main shapes to really stand out. So another thing that Rosa asks is about trying other styles. Now, when I first started, I I, uh, I didn't I didn't go straight to the sort of fast and loose technique. Um, I didn't know I didn't I didn't have a clue how, how I was going to paint. I, I just watched a load of videos and DVDs, saw all these different styles from all these different artists. Um, they weren't even all painting landscapes. Some were doing still lifes or portraits. Or, or whatnot, and I thought I'll, ju I'll just keep watching and just see what what catches my eye and, and how I how I want to learn to paint. And, and really, some of them were really boring. If I'm honest, I thought I, I couldn't paint like that. It was sort of slow and deliberate and methodical. And it looked um, it looked quite tortuous and hard work and just plain plain boring really using little rain brushes and you know painting every leaf and every blade of grass and I thought now this really isn't for me so I just kept watching I rented loads and loads of videos and watched uh, DVDs and it was when I got older the Ron Ransom DVDs with his fast and loose watercolors that, that that I thought that's it that's what I've been looking for all this time so I did try the styles but it was definitely the, the fast and loose style that was I was only ever going to do that because I haven't got the patience to paint any other way really and I, I just do quick impressionistic landscapes with a, a view I'm, I'm trying I try to make them um, not that I've achieved it yet but what I want ultimately is to do sort of semi-abstract loose watercolors but it needs to be able to you need to be able to see what it is be able to recognize it but in a, an abstract way as possible just so you've got that, your own, you know, you're really putting your own signature on the work, and it looks, it looks unique and different, and and not like anybody else's paintings. That's what I'm trying to achieve. But yeah, in terms of you know other styles, everybody's different, and I'd I'd encourage you to try as many different styles and techniques as possible. Um, I mean, you, I'm assuming you're interested in fast and loose, but otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this. It's not for everyone. Some people prefer a slower pace, but you've just got to just got to experiment. Really, that's what it's all about: experimenting and just see what works for you personally. So, Rosa also asks about um, materials and what are the advantages of more expensive paints. Now, the honest answer to this is I I, I simply do not know. I've never used the more expensive paints, and there's a there's a reason for that. I always use the Cotman um, range from Winsor & Newton. They're the student grade paints. 
Now, if I was just not making videos and just doing it purely for the creation of art, um, without the videos and without the sort of teaching aspects, then I probably would use the more expensive watercolours. But because I make YouTube videos and I'm and it's as much about teaching as anything else and 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 giving other other beginners a foothold in the world of watercolour i've made the decision to just use the cheaper materials just so that those watching could see what is possible with cheaper materials and that they don't have to spend fortunes on materials brushes and paints and paper anyone who watches any one of my youtube videos and wants to be able to create what I'm doing on the, on the screen can do so in the knowledge that it's not going to cost them a fortune to get set up and I try to show what is what what cheaper materials are capable of I suppose one day I would I would like to try that maybe the more expensive ones just to see just to see what the difference is and I may well may well do that but up to now like I say with the with the videos and the, and the teaching you know and the books as well you know the the watercolor painted made simple series of books Everything you see, everything you watch me do, whether it's in video or books, you can do yourself with the, the cheapest materials that are out there. The one thing I would say is don't compromise on the brush. If you want to use, if you want to do it the same way, it, it's got to be a run, rants and hike. I get, I do get messages from people um, saying that they've they've bought a cheaper hike and they can't get the same sort of effects. Um, don't 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 buy cheap brushes. I, I, I really really strongly recommend that. I I would definitely get good for the run ransom one. You'll see them on eBay or um or Amazon. Um, there's there's always some for sale on there. That most of them post worldwide, so you can get them from anywhere, wherever you live. Um, I I always use the the large one. So that's uh, it's about an inch, inch and three quarters wide, and they'll take quite a lot of abuse. I'm always bashing away. Um, scuffing mine up. You do lose, you lose a, a few hairs, but I've I've got to the point now. I'll just leave the hairs on the painting. I'll just consider them part of the painting there. So that concludes all of Rosa's uh, questions. It it took me two or three episodes to get through them all, but I hope I've um, answered them for you, Rose. And I hope everyone else, everyone else who's listening, has has gained something from it. So that concludes uh, this episode. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Very much appreciated all your support. And, and um, probably the, if you, if you want to get involved or leave comments or questions, probably the best place is on my Patreon page, um, Patreon.com/slash/StephenCronin. So until next time, thanks for listening. Keep practicing and happy painting.